You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. A really busy recruiting weekend across the SEC this past holiday weekend. We'll get you caught up on the latest from many of the SEC schools. Also, we'll go around the conference with more NIL deals for SEC athletes and some SEC hoops news as several draft-eligible players are sticking around for another season. And 24-7 sports ranks college football's 16 best players since 2000. Several of them coming from the SEC will run through those. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out. All right, I want to start today giving a quick shout-out to former Georgia football head coach Mark Richt, who revealed just a few days ago that he has been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Of course, he was the head coach of the Bulldogs from 2001 to 2015, so odds are growing up as an SEC fan. Either you were a Bulldog fan while Coach Rick was there, or your school played Georgia while Coach Rick was there. He won the SEC East five times, won the SEC Championship game twice in 02 and 05, 15 solid seasons in Athens. We wish him the best of luck in his journey against an awful disease. All right. Let's jump into it. Our friends over at 24-7 Sports put out a list ranking college football's 16 best players since the year 2000. And it includes a lot of Heisman winners, several SEC guys make the list. And let's be real, there's tons of lists for tons of things, but I got sucked into this one because I, at first glance, I was like, this is actually a pretty good list. Let me run through it. They in number sixteen, they've got Saquon Barkley from Penn State. I'll get to that in a bit. Number fifteen, they got Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M quarterback. Feels a little low because if we're judging these guys, obviously some guys had some great one one seasons. Johnny Manziel had the one fantastic season where he beat Alabama and A&M. Or he won the Heisman Trophy. If, next couple years, he was very productive. They lost some of the big games, but nonetheless, as a career, this feels kind of low for Johnny Manziel at 15, but I'll allow it. Number 14, they've got Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Number 13, Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Number 12, Ed Reed from Miami. Number 11, they have Derrick Henry from Alabama. Again, Derrick Henry, some phenomenal seasons at Alabama, was a workhorse that Lane Kiffin basically ran into the ground, giving him 30, 35, 40 carries, it felt like at times. But Derrick Henry very deserved to be on this list. Number 10, Deshaun Watson, Clemson quarterback. Number 9, Ndamukong Sue, defensive lineman from Nebraska. Number 8, Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt. A lot of us forget Larry Fitzgerald was very, very good in college. Obviously went on to be a stud in the pros, but his fit at number eight just feels a little bit high on this list. Number seven, they've got wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, holds the SEC record for career receiving yards, receiving yards in a season, receiving touchdowns in a career, and receiving touchdowns in a season. He's also the NCAA record holder for career receiving touchdowns. His place on this list is justified. One spot ahead of him at number six, they've got Joe Burrow which seems a bit low on the surface considering he crushed just about every offensive stat there is for a quarterback in that 2019 season at LSU. They've got Adrian Peterson from Oklahoma one spot ahead of him. Nothing against Adrian Peterson. He was phenomenal in his years at Oklahoma. 
but what Joe Burrow brought to LSU was better, <laughs> just to be frank. So that's one where I, I would have absolutely flipped them and maybe would have had Devontae Smith ahead of Adrian Peterson as well. At number four, they've got Cam Newton from Auburn. Now, Cam Newton and Joe Burrow, you could argue, both had the best single individual seasons, not just in SEC history, but in college football history. Both guys won the Heisman and led their teams to national championships. So it just feels low if you're going to have Cam Newton at four. Rounding out the top five, they have Reggie Bush at number three, Vince Young at number two, and at number one, it's the great Florida quarterback, Tim Tebow. And I guess... Like I said, if you're encompassing entire careers, it's hard to argue against Tebow, who played a role as a true freshman on Florida's 06 National Championship team. Then he went on to win the Heisman in 07, then the National Championship in 08. He was a Heisman finalist again in 09, three-time first-team All-SEC, two-time Maxwell Award winner, two-time SEC Player of the Year, a Davey O'Brien Award winner, a Heisman Trophy winner. It is hard to argue against Tebow's complete resume. Now, a few gripes about the list. Some SEC omissions. First off, Darren McFadden at Arkansas was special. He was a Heisman finalist. You can make the argument he should have won it. They listed Saquon Barkley at 16. I'm sorry, I would put Darren McFadden ahead of him. And again, no offense to Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt, but I'm putting Darren McFadden ahead of him as well. I can even make an argument for Trent Richardson at Alabama and Leonard Fournette, his career at LSU, over Saquon Barkley. Tyron Matthew also uh, was an omission, a monster playmaker at LSU who did it all on defense and special teams, and you could argue was a big driving force, almost single-handedly carrying LSU to that undefeated 2011 regular season. So I probably would have had Tyron Matthew somewhere in there. How about Mac Jones? Just had a flawless season, led Alabama to an undefeated gear, won the national championship, ridiculous passing numbers. Other gripe on this list, they had 14 of the 16 players were offensive. Not enough defensive players. They only had Ed Reed and Dominican Sue, and neither of those guys played in the SEC. You kidding me? Since the year 2000, from about 2000 to 2009, the way you won in the SEC was with dominant defense. So, again, tough list to come up with if you're going over the past 21 years picking only 16 guys. Not a bad list, but definitely some big omissions they left off one quick note uh, as the MLB all-star week is coming up next week the MLB futures game just announced their roster and three former SEC players will play in the game Georgia pitcher Emerson Hancock he made it for the Mariners Vanderbilt infielder Austin Martin also made it and Mississippi State pitcher Ethan Small made the MLB futures game as well so congrats to those former SEC baseball players who will play in the MLB Futures game. When we come back, we're going to get you caught up on a very busy weekend in recruiting across the SEC. That's next. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. We know baseball season is in full swing. We now have the NBA Finals set, and you can get in on all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs and you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore because this is your chance to get into the game as the playoffs roll along, as MLB approaches the all-star break. 
before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And a reminder, if you head to their website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. They are Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Go check them out today and get in on the action. Rolling along here, Locked On SEC. We got plenty to get into. We're going to go around the conference in just a little bit, give you some tidbits there. But we got to start with some recruiting news. Tons of recruiting stuff happening over the weekend, so let's jump right into it. Over at Alabama, four-star athlete Antonio Kite announced over the weekend on Instagram that he is committed to the University of Alabama. Kite wrote that he is committed 100% with a heart and elephant emoji. Chad Simmons of On3 Sports reported that Kite chose the tide over the likes of South Carolina, Tennessee, UCF. Kite is the number 23-rated athlete in the class of 2022, the number 13 player from the state of Alabama. He reportedly had 16 offers. He's six foot one, 180 pounds as an athlete. He said, quote, Coach Saban was big happy when I told him about my decision. He was just smiling a lot. He'd been telling me about how other schools keep telling recruits how if you go to Alabama, you aren't going to play as a freshman. But Coach Saban really broke it down for me. They play freshmen. They play a lot of freshmen. He said, if I work hard and do my job, I'll be playing as a freshman. Alabama's class currently rated number four in the SEC, number 13 in the country for 2022. Shane Beamer and the South Carolina staff, they continue their momentum as the Gamecocks just landed another big commitment. Georgia high school safety Emery Floyd announced his commitment to South Carolina on Saturday. Shared the news via social media. Floyd is listed at six foot, 165 pounds, rated a four-star safety, the number 24 safety in the country, the number 33 Recruit out of the state of Georgia for the class of 2022. Floyd's other scholarship offers included Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State. After his official visit to South Carolina last weekend, Emory Floyd told 24-7 Sports that USC was one of his top schools, with Florida and Georgia also in the mix. Floyd is commitment number 14 in South Carolina's 2022 recruiting class. Over at Mizzou, Eli Drinkwitz and his coaching staff hot on the recruiting trail, adding four-star commitments in back-to-back days. Their latest pledge comes from a Nebraska high school offensive lineman, Deshaun Woods, who streamed his commitment announcement live on his Instagram. Woods is six foot four, 270 pounds, four stars, the number one product out of the state of Nebraska, the number six interior offensive lineman in the class of 2022. He did have offers from Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. He had been listed at multiple positions, including guard, tackle, and defensive tackle, but his Twitter commitment announcement indicates he will stick to the offensive side of the ball at Mizzou. Missouri also landed another four-star over the weekend. Big get for their 2022 class and four-star running back, Tavares Jones. He's a Texas native, had over 25 scholarship offers, rated the number 15 running back in the country, and the number 32 Recruit from the state of Texas. He's 5'10", 195 pounds. He is Missouri's 11th commitment already for 2022. 
Over at Ole Miss, they've been battling for months on the recruiting trail trying to land defensive lineman Xavier Harris. But considering the fact he held offers from Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, among others, landing the state's top prospect on the defensive line looked like it was going to be a long battle that could lead up until signing day. Well, that all changed a couple days ago as the Madison native pulled the trigger and committed to Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss program. During his career at Germantown High School, Harris has been honored as an All-State player at the 6A level, racked up 110 tackles, 23 tackles for a loss, 12 and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles in recent seasons. He's 6'8", 335 pounds, rated as a four-star prospect, the number 26 defensive lineman in the country, and the number four overall prospect from the state of Mississippi. Following that news, Ole Miss now holds commitments from six prospects in 2022, with Harris the highest-rated prospect currently committed to the Rebels. Commitment came at quite a surprise for the Ole Miss faithful, including Alex Collins, the Rebels' associate director of recruiting, who tweeted out how shocked he was. Over at Arkansas, they're starting to heat up on the recruiting trail as Sam Pittman's program picked up two commitments over the weekend. First, the Razorbacks got a commitment from defensive back out of the state of Tennessee, Jalen Lewis, and then picked up a pledge from an Ohio linebacker named Manny Powell. First, Jalen Lewis, he tweeted out, Go Hogs, stepped on the ground and felt like home. He's a Brownsville, Tennessee native, 5'11", 175 pounds, rated as a three-star prospect, the number 57 corner in the country. Last month, he took a visit to Fayetteville, also visited Auburn, Indiana, and Oklahoma. Lewis is now the second DB to commit to Arkansas for 2022, joining four-star safety Miles Rouser. As for linebacker Manny Powell, he's rated as a three-star prospect, number 88 linebacker in the country, number 29 overall prospect from the state of Ohio. He picked Arkansas over offers from Kentucky, Missouri, and Ole Miss. After landing Powell, Arkansas now holds 14 commitments for the class of 2022. Tennessee fans, they had reason to celebrate going into the weekend as the Vols picked up a much-needed commitment from a big lineman from the state of Michigan. Detroit native Masai Reddick announced his commitment to the Vols, which gave Tennessee a total of eight commitments for 2022. Reddick is six foot five, 330 pounds, rated as a three-star prospect and the number 102 offensive tackle prospect in the country. He picked Tennessee over the likes of Cincinnati, Marshall, and Tulsa. Over at LSU, they appear to have their heir apparent at kicker after Cade York's career is done. On Friday, kicker Nathan Dybert tweeted his commitment to LSU. He's out of the state of Michigan, rated the number two kicker in the 2022 class. He went to uh, Cole's showcase back in May, and they said that Dybert showed impressive range and hit many of the biggest kickoffs in the country. Kojo tweeted out after the commitment, hold that Tiger as he does whenever they get a big commitment. And lastly, after a brief stop over at Auburn, wide receiver Hal Presley says he's headed to the Big 12. Presley announced a transfer commitment to Baylor on Friday on his Twitter account. On June 17th, it was reported Presley had left the Auburn program after enrolling earlier just last month. He did not take in any practices with Auburn during his brief time on the Plains. Comes from the state of Texas, was a three-star wide receiver. On May 16th of last year, he originally made his commitment to Baylor and then backed off his pledge and committed to Auburn last November. Presley was one of a dozen Auburn December signees who initially stuck with the Tigers after Gus Malzahn was fired, but now he is headed to Baylor. And there you go. That is the latest 
and recruiting news around the SEC. Looks like a lot of the coaches were busy on the 4th of July weekend. When we return, we'll hit on some other tidbits going on all around the conference, some football notes as well. Stay there. Built Bar is still the best-tasting protein bar out there, and we got to tell you guys about a limited-time flavor just this week, Built Grasshopper Cookie. You can get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 5 grams of sugar. Look, I was hesitant too. When I heard they said grasshopper cookie, I said, what in the world is that? I tasted it. It's basically Thin Mint, and it tastes awesome. Do you know Built Bar also has tons of other delicious flavors? There was something for everyone. You could check them out at BuiltBar.com. The mint brownie is typically my favorite, and the grasshopper cookie is almost a variation of that. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. You can check them out, and I always tell you guys, if you don't know what to get, get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of their nine delicious flavors, let you try all of them. But if you're going to do that, also throw in the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever it is you like, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first, your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Rock and rolling here on Locked on SEC. Hope you guys had a great 4th of July weekend. Many of you still celebrating it. Just caught you up on all the latest SEC recruiting news. We've got tons of other stuff to get into from around the conference. So let's do that. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. As Alabama's presumed new starting quarterback, Bryce Young, figures to be one of the most prominent players in college football. No surprise, he's ready to take advantage of the new NIL policy adopted across college football. Young returned to Twitter on Friday for the first time since 2019. After announcing his return to the social media platform, he tweeted out that he has signed his first partnership with Cash App. Announcement following uh, reports that Young had signed with talent and sports agency CAA to handle all of his NIL deals. Bryce Young tweeted, thrilled to sign my first partnership as a college athlete with Cash App. Excited to team up with them with this year. Look out for some great content coming later this summer. I also saw Miles Brennan, LSU quarterback, added another endorsement to his deal. Raising Canes, the Chicken Fingers, as well as uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma, also signed with Raising Canes. So, going to be interested to see over the next coming days to weeks how many more big-time prominent SEC athletes are signing endorsement deals. Over at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies looking to build off of their 9-1 season last year. One of the players that they're uh, hoping to feature even more this year is Anaya Smith, who is a running back, but they treat him more like a wide receiver, catches a ton of passes. He's one of the league's breakout players last season. He is poised to be one of the best weapons in the SEC this fall in that Jimbo Fisher offense. But should endorsement deals come flying Anaya Smith's way, he won't be the only one that will profit off of that he tweeted out over the weekend every one of my teammates will receive a percentage of whatever profits i receive from any nil deal teamwork makes the dream work he tweeted this type of promise probably going to go over very well in the locker room and win over his teammates so good for anaya smith 
Over at Auburn, rather, former Auburn running back, Booby Whitlow, he is reportedly on the move again. According to 24-7 Sports, Whitlow is back in the transfer portal. He entered back in February of 2020, settled on FCS program Western Illinois as his transfer destination when he left Auburn. Played six games in the spring, but Whitlow's bio on the team website states he made no spring appearances. At Auburn, Whitlow was the team's leading rusher in 2018 and 2019, recorded over 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. Whitlow is a three-star athlete in the class of 2017 coming out of the state of Alabama, so we'll see where Booby Whitlow ultimately ends up. Over at LSU, their new baseball coach, Jay Johnson, already landing a significant transfer to add to his new roster. Arizona slugger Jacob Berry announced on social media that, quote, due to recent changes, I'm excited to play for Coach Jay Johnson, and I'm following him to the SEC. I'm thankful for the good people and teammates at Arizona. Wishing you all the best. I'm also excited for the opportunity to wear the iconic purple and gold for LSU. If you're an LSU fan and you need to catch up on the resume of Jacob Berry, well, he was a freshman this past year, hit 352 with 17 home runs, 70 RBIs. Those numbers led the Pac-12 in RBIs and extra base hits. He's a corner infielder, started 62 games for the Wildcats, one of the 19 uh, players to recently enter the NCAA transfer portal from Arizona. It's unknown how many more will head to LSU to play for Jay Johnson, but that's a good one to start with at LSU. Over at Vanderbilt, linebacker Dimitri Moore, after four years at Vandy, is going to finish his college career elsewhere. He announced he is transferring to FCS program Missouri State. Moore signed with Vanderbilt in the 2017 recruiting class, redshirted, played in 30 games for the Commodores over the next three seasons. He was the team's top tackler in 2019, tallied 99 total tackles, including 48 solo and six for a loss. Last year, he played in six games, recording 36 total tackles. His Twitter profile notes he has already graduated from Vanderbilt, so going to go try to make an impact at Missouri State, Dimitri Moore. While the University of Texas took home the individual crown, the SEC put together a banner year across the conference to win the conference award for most teams in the top 25 of the final Learfield IMG College Directors Cup. The SEC had Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, and Georgia in their top 10, and eight schools finishing in the top 25. The Gators were powered by their men's tennis title and also had six additional top five finishes, including women's volleyball, women's gymnastics, men's swimming and diving, among others. The Longhorns, they took home three national championships, including men's swimming and diving and both women's rowing and women's tennis. Alabama, meanwhile, had its best ever finish with a college football playoff national championship and then SEC titles in football, men's basketball, gymnastics, and softball. The Crimson Tide finished 7th. Alabama's previous best finish was 14th. In SEC hoops news, Florida big man Colin Castleton got his first taste of the NBA draft process and ultimately decided he's coming back to school. He announced his plans on social media, said the draft experience will help him grow and uh, as a player and a person, but he said, I'm excited to announce I will be back at the University of Florida next season to continue competing with my teammates and working toward my degree. I love being a Gator. Can't wait to keep representing the orange and blue. He's 6'11", 230 pounds, out of the state of Florida, was a second-team All-SEC selection. 
scoring over 12 points and over six rebounds a game this past season. Had a strong showing in the NCAA tournament where he had 19 points and 14 boards with three blocks in Florida's win over Virginia Tech. And in 29 minutes against Oral Roberts, he had 14, 10, and 3 as well. Over at Kentucky, their point guard, Severe Wheeler, has withdrawn his name from the NBA draft process. Wheeler, who, as you may recall, transferred this offseason from Georgia. It's another boost to John Calipari's program, following news in recent days that leading scorer Davion Mintz is coming back to Kentucky. Not a big surprise after Wheeler announced in April he was entering the transfer portal and would test the NBA draft, but about a month later, Wheeler said if he returned to college, he would be transferring from Georgia to Kentucky. Last year, Wheeler led the SEC and ranked in the top five nationally in assists per game. So let's say five foot ten from the city of Houston. He averaged over 11 points and over five assists per game in 57 career games with Georgia. He said, quote, I chose the University of Kentucky because it gives me the best opportunity to make a run in a national championship. I pursue my dreams of playing in the NBA. I can't wait to get to Lexington and get to work. Wheeler is the fourth transfer Kentucky has added to its roster for next year in the last four and a half months. And lastly, Mississippi State, they did it up big in Starkville this past week when the Bulldogs returned home from Omaha for a championship parade among their fans and classmates. Braylon Skinner and other teammates were among the Bulldogs who grabbed the microphone from local reporter Joe Cook on Channel 16 News in Starkville. He said, hey, I'm Braylon with the boys on the microphone as they, uh, another teammate took the microphone and said, College World Series champs, baby. It's about us. Nobody else. It's about us. The city of Starkville is very happy to contribute to the party with a parade and celebration to honor the Bulldogs. Players sat atop fire trucks, held a national championship banner as they paraded through the Cotton District toward the ballpark. Inside the dude, a newly raised championship flag waved beside the scoreboard. On the center field wall, there was a decal commemorating the accomplishment. So congrats to Mississippi State. Before we get out of here, I need to remind you guys, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. It's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow for an all-new edition of Locked On SEC. Busy, busy week here. We'll start talking some more college football as we start counting down the days, getting ever so closer to the start of fall camp. Have a great continuation of the holiday weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.